Chapter two. Yes. <laughs> Patreon. Just kidding. This is Basic Snitches. Hi. Basic Snitches. I'm Adam. I'm Tara. And today, as previously announced, we're we doing chapter, chapter two. two, which is called In Memoriam. In Memoriam. I wonder who this chapter focuses on. Dead people. You're not wrong. So. <laughs> It is time to acknowledge our patrons. Those folks are Ashley, Brian, Brittany, Mary Beth, Megan, Olivia, Nisi, and Nicole. And for this week's Patreon exclusive, we are trying out a brand new game that we haven't done. It doesn't go perfectly because we're still learning it. But if you're one of our patrons, let us know what you think. And if you're not one of our patrons, you can subscribe at patreon.com slash basic snitches for as low as $5 a month. Please come and join us over there. It's a great time. We have a winner and a loser this episode. We do. Can you guess? I think the winner is Snape. Based on how you fawned over him. Oh, life. yes, that's exactly what I did. I fawned over like, Snape. Oh, he's so sad. <laughs> she got to like Bellatrix levels of juiciness. Yeah, Just that's. Like, y'all didn't see it. It I was. Now I'm upset. No. <laughs> now I'm about Why? To Why are you upset? Else. Yeah, he gets the win. Ah, see, I knew it. Who the fuck else was going to win that chapter? Peacocks? <laughs> And the loser, let's just say it's Voldemort. <laughs> the loser of the chapter is Yasley. Oh, yeah. I just hate that guy. It was like these two people are pitted together one another. But also, like, he knows his shit and you're like, you are 100% wrong. You're still 100% wrong. And Voldy also says you're 100% wrong. So I just... Yeah. So sit your ass down and shut the hell up, bitch. Is there a thing? I wrote a thing, but I need to send it to Tara. Hold. You send me the thing? I did. Okay, I've got a thing from Adam. You heard it for her first. She has a thing. <clears throat> I do. Oh, hey, look, it's Harry. Cool, that's who this book is about. And he's organizing. Whoa, cool. Great job, Harry. <laughs> Harry's cleaning out his trunk for the first time ever in a melancholy reminder that the last six years, and most importantly, the people who died during those past few years, buckle in everybody. And in a way, he's saying goodbye to this chapter of his youth as he packs, not for Hogwarts, but for Voldy hunting, presumably. Right now, he's just finishing up, nursing a wound from the mirror fragment that Sirius gave him years ago, and catching up on his daily profit reading. The first item of news is Dumble's obituary, skillfully written by Alpheus Doge. I thought you were about to say, Dumble's a bitch. <laughs> I was like, I wrote this. <laughs> forgot what I wrote. I'm sorry, go on. <laughs> who talks about his family life with a whole chock full of foreshadowing. And then, from a less honorable angle, we learn that the opportunistic Rita Skeeter has jumped at the first chance of writing Dumble's biography, and how she throws shade on the dark side of Dumble, even suggesting that his duel with Grindelwald was simply Grindy conjuring a white flag from his wand and coming quietly. Well, I mean... <laughs> There's that's what the book said. That's what the book said. It is. I don't believe it was quietly though. Anywho, she also lies a lot by saying she's besties with Harry. Really? Wow, Slytherins in this book are bad bullies, bad liars. I think they should take a page out of Adam's book. Speaking of, if Rita wanted to study up on the dark side of Dumbledore, she could have just listened to the backlog of basic snitches in the first four weeks, just like all our listeners did, right? Right? <laughs> Anywho, Harry has boo-boo and is pissed at Banana Lady when all of a sudden he's blue eyes in the mirror fragment. I also about to say Harry has boobies. <laughs> 
You wrote this. I know, I forgot what he wrote. Gasp, is that Frank Sinatra? Oh, blue eyes? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, who's someone famous with his blue eyes? Okay, so like, here's the thing, is the conjuring of a white flag and coming quietly thing, I, and then you put it, I was like, oh. <laughs> well, and I don't know if that's what oh. tomato soup meant. <laughs> oh, I know, I do like tomato, tomato soup, soup. Okay, uh, cream of mushroom soup. That's only good in, like, casseroles. And if it's in a casserole, I won't eat it. Well, you don't mushrooms. So, cream of mushroom soup probably did not mean that. Because she doesn't know what coming means. <laughs> I shouldn't assume their pronouns, they. They don't know what coming means. It. It doesn't know what coming means because it's never made a dick come. <clears throat> I mean, must have. Because but it has it had, had made children. a dick heal. Anyway, uh, this chapter... <laughs> At the very beginning, Harry is bleeding. <laughs> so get used to it. Well, Harry, this is nothing, my guy. Harry gets his first period. And mm. he's running to the bathroom and he knocks over a teacup. Now, I only remember this because you said something about this sometime <laughs> last season, at the end of last season. Uh-huh. About Dudley bringing him tea. I think it's in the next chapter where Harry kind of thinks on it. But in this chapter, he steps on the cup... And he's like, what the heck? And he's like, oh, possibly the cup of tea was Dudley's idea of a clever booby trap. It kind of like disappears from his mind for now. Yeah, he's bleeding. He needs to care of it. He's like, I need to maybe do this. Um, but it's there not because it's a booby trap. Like, yes, it would make <clears throat> sense based on what we know of Dudley, but... Yeah, but he speculates in the next chapter that maybe that's not what that was. And I like to agree with him on that, but that's not till the next chapter. Okay, okay, so we'll get there. And yeah, like you said, Harry's organizing his chest. Well done. So well done. Now, in this moment, there are two omens of like people who have died. Well, there's three. But the first two are the glass fragment from Sirius, which is what he calls it. Yeah. And the second one is the Cedric Potter Stinks badge. Mm-hmm. And it's almost just like, hey, just remember, last All these book, people we, are dead. We only talked about how serious is died, but now we got three dead people to talk about. But Literally. don't worry, we're going to have more than three soon to talk about. Mm. That's what it feels like. And it's very much him piling things in the corner that he's like, I don't need this anymore. I got to pack light for when I'm uh, like hoofing it through the forest of Dane. Yeah, got to find Voldy. As he's going through all of this stuff, it's like six years of memories. Mm. This represents my childhood and the good times at Hogwarts. It really does, like I said, feel like an abandonment of his childhood. Lots of symbolism there. He notices the uh, Daily Prophet. Mm-hmm. It makes him feel sad about things. He reads the um, obituary by Elphia Stodge. Yes. Honestly, it's kind of nice because Harry's like, well, I never thought about the fact that he was a boy at one point and, like, this is his, like, history and his family history and all of this. Even when it mentions, and I kind of didn't expect this, once again, laying out clues, but it said something about his mother, his father, blah, 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 and then it was just him and his brother Aberforth and his sister. And I was like, oh, they mentioned a sister. And I don't think we knew that he had a sister at this point. No. And then they go on to mention her name. And I was like, oh, it actually gives me more than I expected at this point, you know? But once again, laying the groundwork of things that are going to come up in this book. From the last chapter, Elder Wand 
is a big one. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of other things that we had talked about in this chapter. But a big plot point of this book, especially as it pertains to Dumbledore, will be the backstory with Ariana. This whole obituary is actually just, it's a nice little sneak peek of things we're going to learn about Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. And also just a way for us to learn more about him at this point. The seeds no. of doubt for Harry and his journey through learning about Dumbledore in this book are being planted here in this chapter because he reads this stuff and he's like, oh my God, I didn't even think to ask him this stuff. There's so much I didn't know. And then the next thing he reads is this interview with Rita Skeeter and, well... Obviously, I don't believe this bitch, but now it's a thing that's in his brain. Yeah, and honestly, who would believe this bitch at this point? Like, we have seen mounting evidence that she's a liar. Yes. Hey, boy, fill it up. What? I'm talking to you as Anne Marge. I need more. Oh. (laughs) I thought you were just going to pour your glass of wine into mine. Like, this bitch can't even be bothered. Here's my black wash. And then she pours herself a fresh, fresh bottle. Fresh bottle. Yeah, she pours herself a fresh bottle. We have the big glasses that hold one bottle each. They really hold a whole bottle? No. Oh. Although, at one point, for the white elephant, I did get a glass that holds a full bottle of wine. Love it. And I was so proud to get that. And then it was sitting here for maybe two weeks and one of the cats broke it. Assholes. How dare. How dare. You're like, so then I just started drinking out of the bottles directly, so Seriously. I don't worry about it anymore. I mean, I can drink wine out of a coffee cup if I please. Right? Um, you think that's not what I do at my house? What if I only drink wine out of teacups? Um, I love that. that I love, like, cute very, little teacups. It would be cute, but it would be very inconvenient. I would be refilling my teacup every two seconds. That's fair. In this moment especially, it's really hard <laughs> to give her the benefit of the doubt. She's really not winning anything right now. And honestly, I can't see anybody believing this bitch at this point. We've kind of seen her career jut off into different directions up to this point. It's so funny because she's in book four in the movie, and Mm -hmm. then we never see her again. She's like five, six, or seven. But it just compounds and compounds. I think this is in such poor taste of like... Ah, someone died. A moment for me to make right, money. Right, she's like, mm, okay, I gotta write a biography now. I'm sure if we went back, and like this is not necessarily <clears throat> a hill that I want to die on or anything, <laughs> but if we were to go back and just read the points about Rita Skeeter, if we were to then put ourselves in the shoes of one of the readers of The Taylor Prophet, I think there would be a lot of people at this point who are like, this bitch is full of baloney. Oh, yeah. And this is one of the most gratuitous instances of it, where at the very least you could say, okay, she has some things to back her out at this point. It's just, it's such a ridiculous thing to say, even like, oh, he doesn't have any friends and we become such close friends, so. Also, though, who was around, you know, who read any of her shit when Harry was the fourth year, they would be like, oh, do you trust things with this woman who said all kinds of terrible shit about him two years ago? Yeah. Like, that's just logic. There's no way that that kid would be like, yeah, I'm telling you all my deepest, darkest secrets, lady. Well, also, I have to believe Harry's been in the news a lot. Not all of those articles are written by Rita. And so right there alone, to me, I feel like there's enough evidence against anything that she says. I don't know. It's a weird thing to see here. I don't honestly know if Rita makes any other appearance in this book. I don't remember. I mean, a lot of people. She come doesn't. Back. Her book does. 
I don't know. Other than to remind us that, oh, yes, once again, nothing has really changed. We talked about it in the movie, at least we see Bill Nye the Science Guy at the beginning. But this is kind of our first foray into the ministry. Mm-hmm. As we saw at the end of last book, it's very much of like, oh, be a sport. Be what the people need you to be. And, like, a complete misunderstanding of, like, this is really what the world needs right now. And I think that this is the foray into that to be like, hey, guess what, guys? Some things have never changed. But things are going to change really soon once they get down with the thickness. Down with the thickness. We're going to make fun of that guy every time. That guy. Possibly yeah, that guy sucks. Well, his last name, though, is great. Well, we're changing all of our names to that, so. Yeah. Then we'll all have great last names and he won't even be important anymore. In one of these interviews, doesn't it say something about Dumb breaking his nose? It's like at the end of the interview with Rita's heater, and she's like, well, I can just read it because it's right here. A Grindelwald donkey punch gone wrong. Yeah, right. And this is why Voldemort doesn't have a nose. <laughs> this is why. Because he wanted to exemplify Dumble, you know, the only man he was ever scared of. His dick melted off when he became a man. But his nose, he (laughs) snip, snip, snip that off, went to the doctor, got a few shots of Botox into his slimy forehead and was like, I have no nose like Dumble now. No, I just wanted to be the same. It says she did some digging that uncovered a bunch of nastiness. You have to wait for chapters 9 to 12 for full details. All I can say now is it's no wonder Dumbledore never talked about how his nose got broken. Can you look in your book and see what chapters 9 through 12 are? I'm just curious to see if there was this clever little thing that Broom Mushroom put in. (laughs) Well, um, 9 is a place to hide. 10 is Creature's Tale. 11 is The Bribe. And 12 is Magic is Might. So no, not clever. Well, not surprising. Maybe when we read them, we'll uncover something. Probably not, because she's not cool. I thought an Easter egg would be fine. Yeah. She's not a very fun person. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it. Yeah, yeah, we gotta watch ourselves <laughs> here. Okay. I thought that was an interesting little detail. Kind of backing up a little bit. I also wrote down Bethilda Bagshot's name, because she's also brought up. Yes. Um, it, I think that's in the actual obituary. Yeah, that's in the obituary. He says... Something like... <sighs> You know, he was very... He, yeah, he, he like, knew all these important people, like... Like, um... Nicholas Flamel yeah, and Bethilda Vag, Bagshot. Did you guys call her Bethilda Vagshot? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have a new nickname. <laughs> because when we see her <laughs> and what she's become, she looked like a bad shot. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry. <laughs> it's not nice to Yikes. speak ill of the dead, but... <laughs> So that was another, like, little callback in there. I already mentioned in my thing how she described the duel between Dumby and Grimby. <laughs> Dumby and Grimby. Grindy. Grimby. Grimby. It was Grimby. You said Grimby. Grimby sounds like something Grim- from, like, a Rankin-Bass Christmas thing. <laughs> I, thought, well, I thought you were trying to say Grindy, and it sounded like you said Grimby. Grimby. I don't know. Like, maybe Grimby's the name of a house elf. There we go. I'm sure it is. In the obituary, it's very clear that Doja's like, this guy was like my hero. It's a lot of like, he was such a great man, blah, blah, blah. Which, you know, I mean, here's the thing. That's what the obituary should be. Like, it shouldn't be like, he was actually secretly a dick. Yeah. Like, no one wants that. Which is what Rita is saying. Right. And then Rita's like, it's a nice contrast to this. Let me tell you the it's truth. It's kind of like the yin-yang. Yeah. So, also, you pronounced his last name Doge instead I did. of Do- Dodge. I, I, already, I, I, I pronounced it Doge. I, at first, I thought she said Doja Cat. Doja Cat. We got Ariana Grande in this book. We got Doja Cat in this Doja book. Cat. I think it's Doge. I thought it was Dodge. Doesn't matter. Whatever. We always pronounce weird things. At least we don't pronounce Hermione like Jean does. Anyway, that's that. That's yeah. honestly most that's of the chapter. That's this chapter, really. you know. And then you get a little bit of stuff with Harry in between each thing. He, like, thinks back about Dumbledore. 
This is such a nice little line when you were talking about how, like, Harry never thought of him as a kid. It says, the idea of a teenage Dumbledore was simply odd. Like, trying to imagine a stupid Hermione where a friendly blasted his fruit. And then he thinks back about the time when they're looking in the mirror of air set together. And Dumbledore's like, I like socks. Yeah, he does. <laughs> you have to wrap them around his elder wand. Yeah, I think it's interesting because I think that this chapter is like the duality of man, if you will. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't imagine a stupid Hermione. And like, stupid is a strong word, but yeah. we've seen a Hermione who isn't at a hundred. You right. Know, in the last book, we saw that. But like, we saw that as readers. Like, I don't know that Harry ever got to the point where he was like, Hermione is being stupid about this. He, Perhaps. It doesn't seem like he would think that way. He would be like, Hermione is being stubborn about my obsession with Malfoy. Or like, I'm being, she's being emotional about Yeah, but like, I don't think he girlfriend. would ever be like, this is not your best work. You know, like, he wouldn't yeah. think of it that way. I think it's important for those little things because, especially for Dumbledore, and I, again, I said it in my thing, we've talked to this entire podcast about the shortcomings of Dumbledore and... If somebody is blindly reading through this series, I think a lot of people do only look at the good sign of Dumbledore. Yeah. Until they're kind of forced to, perhaps, in this book. But that duality thing, perhaps that's not going to be another thing that we talk about, because it's already come up so much in these first two short chapters. Yeah. Already, this book just feels like we're at a mature state now yeah even as we get into this book and he makes dumb decisions because he's still young and he's figuring it out it just feels like the thought process is naturally just a little more advanced and intelligent yes and i think at this point like we even saw at the end of the last book is that harry's realizing that okay it's time to push Things have gotten to a point where we need to grow up a little bit. Things have gotten to a point where we may have to act before we think, in some cases, things like that. It's a nice little chapter at the beginning, even though, like we said in the last episode, how we were like, it's kind of nice for a book to not open up with the Dursleys and Harry and stuff. If these chapters were flip-flopped, I still think it would have been fine. I think so, too, but I really like this. I like it, too, because we kind of get the dark art stuff out of the way. Okay, we see what that is happening in that corner. Now let's focus on things that are closer to home. Yeah. The last thing that happens in the chapter is that he sees Frank Sinatra's eyes. And yeah, that he's like, I'm going to put this away. Oh, wait, what? Oh, Frank Sinatra. I thought I heard music. Do we ever think that that could have been Dumbledore? I don't think that I ever thought that. Jumping to Aberforth, because that's who it is, I don't think that that's something that I did. Because like, I don't think Ever- you can. Yeah. yeah, because Aberforth is not painted in any sort of light that he would be the person. Yes. But but kind of also like R.A.B., who else is it going to be? So my thought, I think, because I lived in this house when I finished this book for the first time. So that shows you how recent I finished the series. Okay. And I think perhaps we have seen symbols of like the other side and like you know the way that Sirius dies and he goes through the veil and things like that is it possible that this like mirror fragment could be something having to do with the other side and like we have a scene at the end of this book that involves Dumble on the other side and like speaking to the dead and things like that so I think that perhaps is something that the reader would think right now and maybe you know I can't say for a certain but maybe that's what I was thinking when I was finished well and that's the other thing is like you read that a lot more recently. Like, I read this in 2007 when it came yes. out. Yes. The same thing with R.A.B. Like, R.A.B. was an easy one 
because there wasn't anyone else. I don't know that it was like easy rather than it was not surprising. Yeah. You know, Aberforth is not a surprise. I don't always try to be like, oh, I have to figure this out. I just want to like read the story. We're not in the library, if this sounds differently. Probably yeah. does, because we're both going to be closer to the mic. We're a little closer, it's great. Once again, Adam needs to get a new laptop charger. Yes. But it's time for a game! It is. What is it? We're playing Mad Libs. Oh, yay! I was going to do a Mad Libs for one of our things, and I was like, I feel like that's probably going to be something Tara chooses. Do a Mad Libs. All right. The first one is an adjective. Lumpy. Okay, another adjective. A lot of adjectives in this. Brown. And don't look at the part of the book I'm looking at. Lumpy and brown. Yes. I like, I like it. Is that glitter in your hair? Yeah, I have glitter in my hair. Um... <laughs> <laughs> the first time I noticed it. We're almost done. <laughs> um, literally another adjective. A superfluous. Superfluous. Just like the amounts of adjectives. Yes. <laughs> um, another one. Crispy. A noun. Hot pocket. Yes. <laughs> and another noun. Do you have plural nouns? Um. Like, do you ever have plural nouns? Maybe. It's important. If you do have that option, I need to know. I can use chicken nugget. Singular. Mm -hmm. No, there are no Okay, chicken nugget. <laughs> Gotta get it out of the way. An adjective. Juicy. Yes, and the next one is a noun. Mm, accordion. <laughs> yep, that tracks. Okay. Two more adjectives that are going to be one right after the other. Oh my god. Um, big fat. Sure. I the next one is a noun. Diarrhea. I suppose diarrhea is a verb. I guess it can be a noun too. Yeah. Diarrhea. <laughs> or is diarrhea a plural noun? Is diarrhea just a bunch of little baby diarrheas? We're just going to... If you're a doctor, let us know. If you're a, di <laughs> if you're a diarrhea doctor. Um, we used to work for one of those adjectives. Grizzled. Sure, I love it. The next one is a number, I believe. 393. <laughs> yes. Another number. Uh, infinity. Infinity? Yeah. An adjective. Oh my god. There are two adjectives, not right after the other, but the next one's also. So adjective. two adjectives? Yes. Spicy. I like spicy. And assholey. Assholey, oh yes. That is a great adjective. Okay. I'm just thinking about diarrhea now. Spicy assholey. Um, a job title. Diarrhea doctor. <laughs> a gastroenterologist? Or no, diarrhea doctor? no. <laughs> diarrhea doctor. You think that in the wizarding world they call their diarrhea doctors gastroenterologists or whatever you say? <laughs> I don't think so. Um, down. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> Wait, did you say adjective? I said noun. Okay, girl is a noun. <laughs> Verb plus ing. Diarrhea ing. It literally don't even know how to spell diarrhea. Does anybody? No. Adjective. Squinchy. Squinchy. <laughs> Fucking god. That's, I don't think that's a word, that's why I love it. Okay, 
a professional title. Oh, I already used diarrhea doctor. <laughs> diarrhea nurse. <laughs> I can't even write now. I love how that murdered both of us. Fatalities. Jesus Christ. Okay, no, I'm done. Oh, now, literally just three more nouns and you're done. Three nouns. No more adjectives, it was having oh, so wait, much fun. Oh three more nouns and two verbs. Oh, soggy. That's none, none of those words, hold on. Now I have adjectives. Toilet paper. Okay. Plunger. And Tums. And the verbs are wipe and flush. <laughs> we have a theme today. Can you guess what the theme is? What, there's a theme? Yeah. What, I didn't <laughs> notice. Okay, so this here is from the exclusive interview with Betty Braithwaite with Rita Skeeter. Okay. This is the first section of it. <clears throat> okay, I'm going to read the line before it. Doing his best to ignore this nauseating image, Harry read on. In person, Rita Skeeter is much lumpier and browner than her famously superfluous quill portraits might suggest. Did you get that? She's lumpy and brown, She's unlike diarrhea. <laughs> Greeting me in the hallway of her crispy home, she leads me into the kitchen for a cup of Hot Pockets, a slice of chicken nugget, and, it goes without saying, a steaming vat of juicy accordion. Damn it! <laughs> I know! I was like, oh. Damn it! <laughs> Out of all the nouns, it had to be accordion. You said accordion. A steaming <laughs> vat of juicy accordion. <laughs> Well, of course Dumbledore is a biographer's dream, says Skeeter. Such a big, fat life. I'm sure my diarrhea will be the first of very, very many. <laughs> yeah. Skeeter was certainly grizzled off the mark. Her 393-page book was completed a mere infinity weeks after Dumbledore's spicy <laughs> death in June. She went back in time. <laughs> I wonder how she managed this assholey feat. Oh, when you've been a girl for as long as I have. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. The diarrhea doctor. Oh, for as long oh as God. I have, working to a girl is second nature. I knew that the wizarding world was diarying for the whole story, and I wanted to be the first to meet that need. Yes. <laughs> Hold on, can we just address something? <laughs> Dumbledore dies, and a entire world shits their pants, waiting for the autobiography. <laughs> this, this is the advertisement that they need. Yeah, well, you gotta sell those books, ma'am. I'm um, in marketing. Right. <laughs> Let her know. Get in your time turtle. In your time turner, get a time turner, go back. Get in your time turtle. <laughs> Just get a TARDIS at this point. Okay. Time turtle is Tara's new jacket. Time turtle. Okay, I mentioned the squinchy, widely publicized remarks. Elpheus Doge, diarrhea nurse to the wisdom of Gamont, and long-lasting toilet paper of Albus Dumbledore that Skeeter's plunger contains less tums than a chocolate frog card. <laughs> Skeeter wipes her head back and flushes. <laughs> <laughs> yup, that, that's, that's how that works. She's went. a toilet bitch. She's a toilet, <laughs> toilet bitch. Toilet bitch. Good game. <laughs>
I was like, this is such a great section of that. And they're like, accordion. Fuck the accordion. <laughs> okay, movie. Harry has a, a, a glass shard. Glass. Yep. Points. <laughs> Okay, plus 15 to Harry, because it's his book. Plus 10 to Elpheus Doge. Dogs, you know I'm saying it like you. Sorry. Elpheus, 10, because he wrote a beautiful obituary. He did, it's very nice. I gave plus 5 to Dudley, because I think he brought him that tea. Is that like too it. early for those points? You can give him those points whenever you want. Five points to Dudley. You can give him more points if you want. Who and cares? negative 10 to Rita Skeeter for being a diarrhea nurse. Well, she's a diarrhea doctor. She's a diarrhea... Diarrhea. She's a diarrhea diarrhea. <laughs> okay, next time. Uh, next time. Um, my Chapter is, three. Chapter three, which I don't remember the name. Which is called uh, Everybody Leaves. The Dursley's Departing. Yeah, yeah told leaves. you. Told you. So we'll talk about that next time, friends. Have a good diarrhea later. <laughs> Basic Snitches is recorded and produced by Adam Bowers and Tara Gorkery. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to rate us five stars on your listening app of choice and share us with all your other friends who love Harry Potter and getting drunk. Yes. Join our social media pages. Facebook, Instagram. I never update Twitter, but we have that. We do. Also email basicsnitches at gmail.com. We also now have a website, basicsnitches.com. And a Patreon, patreon.com slash basicsnitches. Join today and get exclusive content every week and be acknowledged in every single one of our episodes. Taryn Telegra, dance bitch. I see you new friends who don't make me dance for nothing. Yeah, they ain't gonna come, honey. We out!